Whenever you're ready, Danielle. Thank you. I just I can't tell if you can see I the countdown I'm, or not. I'm worried because you're just blind with fear. <laughs> as so soon as I say I'm going to hit record, I'm going and I'm ready. I'm going and I'm ready. I'm not ready. I'll be back. Shh, shh, don't make noise. Hi, I'm Laura and I'm Danielle. Welcome back to Not Another Momcast. All right, welcome back. Tonight, we have a very special guest joining us, our beloved friend, Lindsay, who survived the middle and high school years right alongside us. Lindsay is a real OG, and she recently became a mom and a super good one at that. So we asked her to please come on the show and talk about how this whole parenting thing is going for her so far. Despite being on solo baby duty for the evening, she happily agreed, and we are super grateful. But before we start with Linz, let's get into boom and bust. Danielle? Okay, my boom this week is that I was a social butterfly, and I went to a friend's bridal shower. What? Yeah, no, you heard it correctly. I have a friend, and in my opinion... I was very fun. Um, Okay, I'm feeling a lot of things about finding out now and in this way on this platform about this friend that you have. Yeah, I I even have a a picture. It's weird. Oh, well, that's really sweet. That was very sweet. I know. Thank you. And it was really fun. And I felt like a wild woman and I was still home by 8.30. Wow. Were you drained or were you replenished? Absolutely both. Yeah. I felt really youthful and alive and like, yes, I absolutely could be social. This is so filling my cup. And then I was exhausted all weekend. So (laughs) I'm not doing that a lot, but I did do it. I'm proud. Thank you so much. Okay, my bust. My bust is that I'm very tired. And also, I think I need a vocal coach. (laughs) I think I need a vocal coach because my voice sounds like this. (laughs) Everyone's going to think I just put like a sound effect of a creaky door in there for fun. That was her actual voice, apparently. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what's going on. Sometimes I'm listening back to the episode, like the one we just had, and I feel like I talk like this. How annoying is that? You don't. You don't. You don't do that. So now it's always hard to hear your own voice. But sometimes it doesn't happen. And when it doesn't happen, I think, yeah, I got to work on that. But now I need to practice. And I was also noticing in a gymnasium full of children, you know, when you do a callback, like, Hey, hey, Marco Polo. You know what I mean? Whoopsies. Yeah, there you go. Marco Polo. That's a good one. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and they say, ho. <laughs> and I say, hey. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You want to know what, what I'm teaching, teaching them? them? I'm teaching them. When I say, heary, heary, they say, all hail the queen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
Now the problem is, oh my god, I can't yell. It's just not part of me. It's not part of my personality. It doesn't work like that. That's why your vocals are so robust, and mine are weak ass little vocal cords. And I couldn't even yell, "Hearey, hearey!" My voice cracked, cracked. I was like basically whispering, like "Hearey, hearey!" in a room full of forty kids. <laughs> yeah. Dead in the water. Yeah. Just absolutely dead in the water. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's like a projecting more than yes. a yelling. How do you do, you know how it's like, it's like what singers have to do. They say like, use your diaphragm, correct? Yeah. Yeah. How? How do I do it? I need just a little bit of help because I think not using my diaphragm is making my voice sound like this <laughs> and is making it hard for me to be a grown up, a yelling grown up. As we all want to be. Yeah. It's a pretty important part of being a grown up that you can yell. So. I know. And a parent, obviously. Hashtag gentle parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag breaking cycles. <laughs> well, that's what I'm breaking. I'm not yelling. I'm projecting. <laughs> I'm not yelling at you. I'm projecting at you. <laughs> sit your ass down. Okay. Well, I will – I'll go next. And I will start with my – bust this time okay my bust is that I have a freaking stomach bug again oh dude yeah I spent one day subbing at school you should you have to stop I really they're killing me yeah they're killing me uh no but I was in a pre-k and kindergarten class basically and one of the very adorable little girls who of course just like attached herself to me throughout the day opened the morning by informing me that she had missed the class picnic that had recently taken place due to her own stomach bug. Mm -hmm. Is it going around at your place of employment too already? Yeah, something's going around. Actually, today I thought I was coming down with something. That or I just had my first migraine of my whole life. Oof. And I was like, I'm, I might, whoopsie, I might throw up in that garbage and then have to take the garbage to my car because I don't want the janitor to take it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't put it in a dumpster. You have to take he could do your car. I want no evidence anywhere on school grounds. Oh, my God. Like the janitor's going to dig through the dumpsters. There's vomit in here. That bag came from the counselor's office. <laughs> Which, by the way, why wouldn't he then naturally just assume that a child, because they just puke all the time, was nothing, in your office and no. it, it doesn't matter. I don't even no, want to. Yeah, you know nothing what? makes sense for me. That's how I live my life. <laughs> I'm so extremely tickled by everything that you just said, but I have to let it go because this episode cannot be completely okay. about what I want to unpack there. So let's just <laughs> let's just put that down. I think I have a stomach bug. I'm fine. Luckily, it's not like an insanely vomiting, aggressive one like we had last year at almost this time. I think it was like November last year. Whew. Yeah. Please, Lord, don't let me get that one again. Yeah. And let me just move now to my boom. So my boom is I am pregnant. Blues clues. What? Really? Is that is that the logical reaction? I don't know. It sounded like the Blues Clues song. <laughs> Okay. I like that I just announced my pregnancy and you played a tiny hand French horn maybe and then K 
kicked off an episode of Blue's Clues. So I am really excited about this. So this one worked out pretty nicely. This baby's due in March of 2023. So that means that my current peanut will have just turned three very recently, which is kind of the age gap I was going for. It's springtime. The weather's getting nicer. She's still in school. By the way, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So for a couple more months, I do get to have just one child throughout the day because, you know, that's that's the the deal, right? When you bring in a second one, you already have the first one. So anyway, the timing seems to be just about as ideal as it can be. And um, yeah, we're very, very, very excited. And this episode will come out, I think, just a little bit before it's this is next next week. Yeah, right? so this is October. A little bit. Yeah, this is a little bit before I'm doing my big social media announcement because this time we also will find out the gender, which we did not yes. do with my daughter. But this time we're, we are going to find out. So that social media announcement, I'm waiting to just kind of roll it into one like baby blank sales. Very exciting. Yeah. So this episode will hit everybody's ear holes before that. We are expecting number two. Very exciting. And I have requested no matter the gender, she names it Olive. That's a real thing that is happening right now between myself and Danielle. She is 1000% stuck on the idea that this child, well, I don't even remember what initially. I don't either. Just it off, right. But- I've decided no matter what you name it, I will call it olive or liver, whichever. Why would liver be the reasonable nickname for you and not Ollie? Well, no, I like Ollie, but first my head didn't go there. I wouldn't, if it's olive, I would just call it olive. If you go with Oliver, I'm definitely calling it liver. I, I can't do that extra syllable. Absolutely not. I am a yeah. max of two syllables. Remember, I don't have time for that. That was like episode yeah. one or two. I don't have time for syllables. You know, I just counted your child's name has more than two, but you do pretty consistently go by a two-syllable nickname there. Keep it to two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it. That's everything. That's our weekly Sharon. It's going to be great content. Thank you for having another baby. It should be helpful Mm -hmm. for a parenting slash mom content type podcast, right? I'm doing this for us, Danielle. This is how committed I am. Thank you so much. And thank you. We'll be right back after this ad break. Do you snap, crackle, and pop every time you move? Like a freaking glow stick. Is your metabolism slowing down? Do you throw out your neck just by gently turning your head? Which is absolutely wild because it's literally your next job. Yes, how did I go from sleeping on my best friend's cement floor at a house party to literally needing a wedge pillow, a cool room, and a heating pad to even consider sleep? I'll tell you how. You're getting older. See, with each consecutive revolution around the sun. Oh, here we go. Or birthday, as dumb people call it. You're actually getting older in your body. Are you telling me this is just going to keep happening? Are you saying I'll continue getting older each year? That's right, Deborah. And if you're lucky, you'll feel even older than you actually are. It's very much downhill from here. Okay, so like, is there a product you're going to sell me to fix it? Nope. Oh, cool. Thanks, not another mom cast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. 
Well, folks, this is a very exciting time for us. Tonight on the show, we have one of our oldest friends, Lindsay Haddad, joining us. She is a comic, trendy, fashionable fashionista, tattooed goddess, badass boss bitch, wine connoisseur, and new mom to the cutest, purest, little smiley, good sleeping baby goddess baby ball. And we are very excited to have her with us. So, Lindsay and Laura, I have a question. <laughs> First of all, yes. like, how old is your baby? She is six months old as of two days ago. Oh, my God. I know. Happy Already. Birthday. I know. <laughs> I know. Goodness. Oh, my God. It gets good now. Yeah. Well, and it has been so far, I feel like, with this one. Yeah. It's about to get really fun. That's really annoying for me. I know. But I'm everyone's sorry. just had a great time from the beginning. <laughs> not everybody. It, not everybody. Yeah. But mostly not you. <laughs> I just want to say that the description <laughs> I'm kidding, Daniel. The description <laughs> that you just gave of Lindsay and her child could not have been more spot on. I know. Lindsay, how did you feel about that? I would like you to send that to me in text form so I can make it my Instagram bio. <laughs> okay. Okay. I would ask you to write mine, but I'm terrified. All right. <laughs> We're going to move past that. So we've established you are our dearest dear friend for a long, long time, way too long. I tried to do the math actually of when you and I met because we beat out Danielle even by a half a second. I think you guys knew of each other before I even moved to the district. Yeah. But then you and I were in the same class. Yes. And then it was a shared friend of ours who pointed Danielle out in band class to me. And I was like, well, now I need to know that cool gal. Anyway, tell us about your pregnancy how was that um it was I mean it wasn't I guess I've heard horror stories you know so I think you were like almost expecting (laughs) it to be miserable yeah the viewers at home can't see the adorable puppy baby (laughs) interaction that's happened Lindsay's like in a Disney movie right now (laughs) dialing into this call she's got the cutest baby in a sweet little sleepy sack having the time of her life with this cutest puppy who just loves this baby and just out of view, there's a very old cat <laughs> who's also like who's also happy very to be sweet. Here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So sorry for any like weird noises. That's my no. dog rolling around in the baby spit up on the bed. Oh, <laughs> so. so cute. Um, so anyway, yeah. I, so I was expecting the pregnancy to be very hard, and I got. I think pretty lucky. I mean, I was definitely nauseous for the first trimester, but like it wasn't debilitating. I was still able to work through it and there weren't any complications really, you know. I have a question. Yes. (laughs) Um, COVID, right, was still happening during pregnancy. Did that impact you more than you thought or expected? I mean, I was terrified of getting it. Even though I, I have a very public-facing yeah. job, yeah, masks were still required mm-hmm. at my job. So I felt, you know, a little bit safer, I guess. And for a, a while, we were sort of like a vaccination-only place. It wasn't really until like two weeks before I gave birth that they lifted the mask mandate. Perfect timing. <laughs> yes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> It honestly, maybe just because like COVID had already been around for over a year by the time I got pregnant, that didn't really phase me more than I think the pregnancy in general did. So it was great. I wouldn't call it great. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was easier than I than a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> I love the criteria that we women have to even like yeah. base the experience of pregnancy off of because like it's true. Either you go into it, most people don't go into it from a total vacuum, right? So you've right. heard stories. Yes. You've heard stories about people who were violently ill, like needed to be on pharmaceuticals to even keep food down, mm-hmm. couldn't get out of their beds, mm-hmm. had serious back pains and leg pains. I mean, I've heard stories, right, that make it sound like, wow, pregnancy is so terrible and tough. And then there's the whole middle of the road of people who like had a handful of these symptoms, a handful of these, but not all of them. So I guess if I didn't have all of them, it wasn't bad. <laughs> right. But the truth is pregnancy is not easy on anybody. Right. Even a textbook perfect I see pregnancy. What you did there. Yeah, do you see what I did there? I'm so glad that you stopped to point it out too. It's not. And even a textbook idyllic pregnancy, it's a fucking experience. Like it does a number on your body. Either way, you are growing a human being or passing a human being. You know, like it's it's quite an experience. But I'm really glad to hear it wasn't as bad as you hear about. No, I mean, I think maybe the thing that threw me the most was like the emotional part of it. Mm. Yeah, the hormone Uh, changes and stuff. Hormone changes. Yeah, I mean, I managed to actually do really well coping with anxiety somehow while I was pregnant. Oh my God, that's so good. I know. Well, it's like better than I do now. Yeah, (laughs) right. Like my non pregnant anxiety. Is worse. I think maybe I need like the pregnancy hormones all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they were leveling something out yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but not really. Okay. No, I have mm-hmm. another question. I'm going next. Yes. Can you please tell us about the transition into motherhood? Everything that you expected, things you didn't expect, how's it going? That's it. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it's a, just a life change. big one. That's such a big question. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you say transition, do you mean like labor oh. and like the physical transition oh. or just having a newborn and sort of accepting the idea that now I'm a mother? Yeah, great question. The latter, but I am <laughs> okay. also curious about the labor. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to say about that. But okay. uh, <laughs> but I would say, yeah, accepting or just sort of moving into this sphere of motherhood. I I really set myself up to try to not have too many expectations. Smart. Because I felt like that would be helpful. (laughs) Yeah. And it has been, I think. I think we did get lucky. We got a pretty easy baby in terms of um, babies. Another thing that you have to gauge on a really weird scale of criteria (laughs) because you hear about like monstrous newborn situations and you have to just be grateful if you don't have a monster, basically. (laughs) Yeah. I laughed. She just laughed at the dog. (laughs) I can't. It's so cute. I mean, it wasn't like perfect by any means. It was still like very challenging because I mean, we got COVID right away. Oh God, that's Right. right. Like two hours after getting home from the hospital, it was like, oh, Andrew has COVID. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So the first two weeks, we just had masks 24-7, and that was a lot. And those first two weeks are gnarly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't, I have nothing to compare it to. Right. But it was so, so hard. Just the lack of sleep. Yeah. You nursed, right? Yeah, we're still breastfeeding. That initial few days of figuring out like that latch, 
I've said this before, guys, but literally <laughs> developing tough titties, like, that's a process. That's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, We did a little bit skip over the actual labor part of it. I do think that is one area where Lindsay did get a run for her freaking money. <laughs> like, Danielle's all pissed because the baby is mostly sweet and even-tempered and the pregnancy didn't have gestational diabetes, for example, right? <laughs> so, like, that all seems great. But if I remember correctly, Lindsay labored for, like, days mm -hmm. yeah. on end. At one yeah. point, she sent us a picture, and I was very concerned for her well-being. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that picture. Yeah. Did I send you the picture? I think I sent you the picture right after I got the epidural, and it had been yeah. like 40 hours or something like that. <laughs> like 40 full hours of just labor. <laughs> oh yeah. My God. And I don't know – it's my first child. I don't have anything to compare this to and I can't experience what other birthing people go through. But my contractions never, I don't feel like they really picked up in intensity that much. To me, they like started intense and it just kind of stayed intense. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you didn't have like a slow build. No. It was like, boom, active labor. And yeah. then it stayed active Plus labor 40. for 40 hours. <laughs> it wasn't active labor because like, I mean, the first like 10 hours or whatever, I wasn't even dilated more than one centimeter. Mm. It took like 24 hours for me to get to just three. Mm. And then they sent us home again. <laughs> oh, oh that's God. fun. So you had to go multiple times too over yeah. the course of that? Yeah. Oh, God. Like the fourth time that they finally admitted us. All right. That's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like when she was finally born, it had been 48 hours. From the moment that I was like, oh, that's a real contraction. I should probably pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that part sucked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then. And then we got COVID. <laughs> right. And then you got COVID. Uh, and then you got tough titties. And now yeah. she has a perfect baby. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that yeah. a little bit made up for things. You kind of mentioned that you've done a pretty good job of not giving yourself a bunch of expectations. I mean, I tried to do that. <laughs> Breastfeeding definitely was such a challenge because even though I was like, I'm just going to try. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Once I started trying, I was like, well, I can't give up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I needed that to work out. Yeah, it's this desperate, like, yeah. primal, yeah. like, I have to feed this baby, which is why it's so then devastating when you don't give up for those first however many days, and then it still doesn't pan out. Yeah. Which is the stuff you hear about. So that, I guess that was my question, is how did you avoid that when I feel like as soon as everybody knew I was pregnant, everybody and their mother had stories, advice, tips. Oh, yeah. It was, like, unavoidable to end up going into motherhood with, like, some sort of picture in my mind. I mean, oh, 100%. So much unsolicited advice. <laughs> and solicited. And <laughs> um, solicited for sure. Also, you have to take it all with a grain of salt because every baby is different and every person is different. And it's like, you know, I tried to take some ideas that I liked and then ideas that I didn't. I was like, I will just ignore that. Good for you. <laughs> no, really good for you for figuring that out pretty quickly and with your first kid. Because a lot of times that is a huge part of what makes early motherhood journey so hard is people, mothers feeling like they have to stick to all the things that they built yeah. up in their head and do every, uh, the way that everybody else said to do it. And so you being like, you know what? 
my kid's different and I'm going to do what works for me is like very forward thinking and mature of you. I, I like it. I honestly think that working in restaurants has helped with that sort of situation because you're forced to constantly adapt to a changing environment. Mm-hmm. You have to be thinking on your feet like the entire time and you learn pretty quickly to just kind of like let things roll off your back. And I mean, so a combination of that and doing stand up, I think has given me fairly thick skin. Oh, yeah, that's true. Those are two really good, applicable, true life skills that Mm -hmm. came from both hobbies and occupations, which is adapt or die, right? go with the flow, and that like yes and mentality, right? right? Like, yeah, yeah, this is happening. And here's what I'm going to do now. (laughs) You know, like that's that actually is a really great way to look at it, Lens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the next question, though, is what has surprised you the most? Is there anything? Yeah, this might sound horrible, but I think the thing that has surprised me the most is how much joy she brings us. It's Aww. like, I know, it's awful. I mean, it's great. Yes, <laughs> it's really disturbing. <laughs> right? I just, I don't know, because there are so many, like, memes, and I feel like Andrew just kept sending me, like, comedians just basically making jokes about how awful it is to be a parent and, like, how much it destroys your life. And then she was here, and she just, like, wakes up smiling every day, and she laughs, and I'm just, like, in heaven. Yeah. And I I don't know why I didn't expect that, but it's kind of a nice surprise. (laughs) Danielle, do you have something to say about that before I go on a tirade? No. Well, a little bit because I was thinking, well, they do ruin your life a little bit, but in a really good way. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. There's all of this stuff. We're even doing it of like, oh, here's how much I sucked this week at being a mom. There's a lightness and a connection in that. But I like what you're saying and maybe starting to turn the narrative around and shed light on like, what if I don't dread being a parent every day when I wake up? In fact, it is the thing that brings me the most joy. And I think most parents relate to that, but that's not what we're seeing on social media. Yes. Yes. That was going to be my tirade. And I was just kind of talking about this with a friend of mine. It's a really fine line to walk between following all the accounts that just show you the idyllic, most beautiful, my baby does bring me all the joy in the world and it's God's gift to me. And I am just hashtag blessed and everything that they do is just perfect and everybody Everybody's smiling and it's just the right amount of sunshine and their outfits are coordinated and blah, blah, fucking blah. But then there's also like falling into the abyss of the man having a kid is just the worst. You know, like today I got shit all over my desk and hands and it wasn't mine. Hashtag parent. Hashtag love my freaking life. You know, like that stuff is just like really prevalent and it's really easy to go too far down either rabbit hole. Yeah. So finding that middle ground, because I did, I, I share all the time the really funny kind of dark ones, but it is 100% true that all the time my husband and I are looking at each other while she's talking to herself or doing a thing. And we're just like, how did we get so lucky? Yeah. And when she gives me a kiss mm-hmm. with her little mouth, it is like oh. fireworks go off in my brain. Like there's nothing, there's nothing in this world that makes me feel like she makes me feel. Mm-hmm. That is really cool to discover because I don't know that we get that picture. Yeah, I mean, I 
I think maybe it was like intense, like pregnancy hormones and postpartum hormones. I was like, just almost angry about all of the like, oh, having kids is shit or whatever, like that mentality. <laughs> I was like, so mad about it. No, it's not guys. <laughs> yeah. Like after she was born, I was just like, bawling like this is the most beautiful yeah. thing I've ever seen I can't even understand why anyone would joke about it but now six months in I'm like oh I get it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh I get it it's like I deal with way more fecal matter from all kinds of creatures <laughs> on a daily basis <laughs> than I yeah. ever planned to and then you have the people that are like oh you just wait until they turn one you wait until yeah. they oh, turn yeah. two you know what I mean mm -hmm. and so then it's like okay well mm -hmm. I'm not there so I am gonna sit in this bliss. I also do feel a little bit bad because sometimes people are like, oh, you have a six month old, you must not be sleeping at all. And I'm like, actually, sorry. <laughs> but I am sleeping very well. <laughs> very well rested. Very well. Thank you. <laughs> you deserve it. Thank you. You're welcome. What? I actually just want to say that I definitely can relate, though. I think I've sort of have hinted at this in, in some of our episodes, like the newborn experience. I feel like when you don't have an absolutely miserable experience or something does go well, you then feel guilty about it as a parent when you know other parents that didn't have that experience. Yeah. I felt that way a lot with our newborn stage. Of course, I was tired and sore and this and that, but I really rather enjoyed it. And I also, my postpartum hormones, I was crying constantly, but like tears of joy just to even look at her, just the fact that she was real and she was there and she was mine. And then I feel like embarrassed or like I shouldn't say that to people that I know had a hard time because you feel like you weren't supposed to have a a good time. A good time. Of it. <laughs> That's really sad. Like everybody else is having a bad time. So you're supposed to have a bad time too. Right. One of us. One of us. Yeah. <laughs> Am I that? Am I the one of us? Sometimes. I want I mean, is that like a expectations that we're putting upon ourselves to have a bad time? Is that coming from social media? I don't know. Everything comes from social media. Well, yes, that is true. <laughs> and the whole like all these normalize campaigns right. like yeah. normalize feeling like dog shit as a parent what i like is the dialogue being there and mm -hmm. it being open to talk about but mm -hmm. i don't think it means we all just need to blindly embrace feeling like shit and eating table scraps over the sink and not taking care of our bodies right the whole nine and then i feel like when you decide you're gonna rise above that you are that bomb <laughs> you know and it's like okay so i can't win really no that escalated quickly i'm gonna move along <laughs> good you asked the next question what's something that has been a struggle for you entering motherhood oh boy um you know, yeah, breastfeeding was, I think, the biggest immediate challenge. And then since then, it's been trying to balance work and being a mother and still wanting to exist outside of motherhood as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Being Lindsay. Yes. Yeah. Um, because like we were talking about, I don't really do comedy anymore, at least right now. And now that I'm in charge of a restaurant versus just serving in it, I don't necessarily have the camaraderie that comes with my former position. Right. So. So you're lonely. So I'm lonely. Yes. Because <laughs> I do feel like this is a great time for me to say to the audience that Lindsay and I live in the same state. <laughs> we absolutely could see each other, 
but we don't. We would rather wait the year until Laura makes her way back. Yeah. And then jam it into an hour and a half visit. This is how it works every year and I can't make We're going sense to, of it. Though. We're going to. In my defense, I was just going to say, in my defense, I think about every four months, I will text Danielle and say, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. I sort of make, I sort of make an effort. Mm-hmm. And then she sort of says... I'm like, that sounds great. And then don't follow through. (laughs) Someday we will. Someday we will. Great intentions. Great intentions. And this stage is isolating, I think, by nature. And then you throw on, like you said, you had a job change. So you lost that camaraderie at work. And Mm -hmm. then we are still in the tail ends of a freaking pandemic. And it's just, I think a lot of new moms and moms in general are feeling that way. But there is this amazing irony in the fact that two of them right now on this call who have felt quite isolated and alone could be hanging out with each other (laughs) i mean yeah you're not neighbors but it's better than 780 miles which is what i'm working with guys true very true it's definitely possible Mm -hmm. well we'll think about it Okay, you think about it. We'll Otherwise, let's con- it. let's just continue to complain about not having friends in the meantime. I will. Okay. Okay. This is an interesting one. Danielle posed the question, are there any traditions that you want to start with your girl? So stuff that wasn't necessarily part of your childhood that you now are like, you know what? That's cool. Or that's important. I want to do that with her. Uh, I don't know if this exactly counts as a tradition, but since I went back to work, now when I see her after a long period of not seeing her, I generally greet her by telling her I missed her. And that's, I mean, you know, I think my parents have said that to me on occasion, but I don't know that it was like expressed frequently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll probably try to keep that up. Okay, Lindsay, do you have any mom hacks or mom tips? I, uh, I don't know if I do. (laughs) Invest in Drano if you're having a baby. Yeah. You did. I, I did put that one out I there did. once. I put that invest out in there. Drano. Can yeah. you tell the folks who have not experienced what you're talking about why? Why would you invest oh. in Drano if you're having a baby? All the postpartum hair loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not for the actual baby. <laughs> Please, don't Please don't use it on or around the baby. Yeah. It is purely for the hair that just falls out of you yes, just in massive quantities. So much hair. Because, fun fact, again, if you are of the male persuasion and didn't know this, your body, which naturally sheds a certain amount of hair all the time, right? You like run your fingers through your hair, you pull a couple hairs out or some fall out on your desk. That stops happening when you're pregnant. Your body just retains all of your hair and grows it really, really well. It's like a super hair growing machine. So you've got all this extra hair and then you have the baby and all that extra hair has to come out. And it is a jarring time to be a, a lady <laughs> and like losing what looks like enough to make a wig. And then you have to regrow some of it. Did you get the little baby hairs all over? Did they drive you nuts? Or did you hide them in your bangs? Are you still going through yeah. it? Yeah, it is still kind of happening, but I haven't noticed baby hairs. 
probably because of my bangs. Mm. Although I have really not enjoyed how my bangs have looked for the past six months. So um, maybe, maybe they're mixed in there. Might, in some and I think weird it might way. be, yeah, because of the hair stuff. Or it's because you're different now because you're a mom. Maybe, you know? <laughs> you hate bangs as a mother. Your taste in hair has changed completely. I do. Sometimes I feel like maybe having bangs is like. Like I'm like I should be more mature than bangs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't think that's actually a thing. But... I should be more mature oh, than bangs. <laughs> From an outsider, they're still working for you, but I understand. Yeah. We all go on a hair journey after having a baby. Yes. <laughs> we were just talking about Danielle's very recently. Yes. Okay. Well, I also will say as an outsider. <laughs> You are one of a very select amount of people that I know that I will say, keep the bangs. Okay, thank you. But I also know what you look like without them at this point, and you're adorable yeah. either way. However, if anyone can rock a bang, it's you. Thank you. Okay, last one. If you could leave any new moms or parents in general with one piece of wisdom, what would it be? Uh, you know, I don't, I feel like something that was said to me was something along the lines of just being gentle with yourself. Hmm. And I think that's very important to, you know, know that it's a, a process and set the bar low. That's my advice. So I like that. Set the bar low. <laughs> Go easy on and, yourself. And also remember that everything is temporary and like, you know, if you're struggling, the time will pass. And if you're enjoying it, soak it up. Yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> it is temporary, but it doesn't feel like it. No. Whatever the phase is you're in, it feels like this is the rest of my life. It's all I remember and it's all yeah. I will ever experience. And yeah. that really, truly isn't the case. But no. it is it is hard to believe that. That's yeah. such a good one because I remember like trying to remind myself, well, this is temporary. This is temporary. But being a first-time mom, you have no idea how long these phases last yeah so you're mm -hmm. like okay but temporary for how long <laughs> right. right like even six months is temporary but six right. months of no sleep through the night yeah. more than like an hour at a time that's excruciating like that's yeah. it's hardly comforting to know that it's temporary but it's multiple months of temporary you know before it passes yeah but either way it is true that it it will pass nothing lasts well that was great <laughs> and we'll probably ask you to come back again for some for some reason yes for for some reason <laughs> for some reason and for some reason you'll agree okay thank you for being on the show we love you and your child love you guys okay bye all right well now that we've let Lindsay go shall we lighten things up we shall Let's lighten things up. It's time for the brain dump. Who's going to go first? I'll go. Dreamt. Okay, you following so far? Yes. Scrimped. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. So what you're saying to me right now is if dream is dreamt, then yes. scream is scrimped. Yes, that's exactly what I'm oh saying. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, I want you to sit in that for a while. Dreamt, dreamt, dreamt. Okay, but in your head, like quietly in okay. your head. I'm sorry, in. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I have a question. How do you pronounce R-O-U-T-E? Root. Thank you. Not 
route. Thank you. That's it. It's root. Where are we getting route? Route. Where's out? Nowhere in there is the out coming. Route. Well, I guess I guess in out. <laughs> yeah, I guess in the O U T, which it does say. But it's root, like root sixty six. Yeah. Root. Take root one to wherever. Exactly. But do you, but we don't say router, right? You say router. But that's not the same. It's the same except for the letter R at the end. But it's a whole different product. <laughs> yeah, it's a different noun. It's a yeah. different noun. <laughs> However, it's named for the doing a similar job, routing things to places, or should we say rooting things to places? <laughs> I like that. Like, go, 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 go. <laughs> It's just cheering everything on. Come on, internet. Come on, internet. Get to that laptop. You got this. Wins and zeros. Wins and zeros. Wow, your router's really good. It's really fast. Oh, my God. Okay, since Melissa, you remember Melissa was on the show. Since Melissa has been on the show, I've thought a lot about coconuts. Okay. How do they produce milk, cream, and water? Yeah, that was her brain dump. It's doing more than just milk and water. It's also doing cream. I could see any other dairy-related products coming from the milk part of it, right? Like coconut cream, if you can make milk, you can make cream. Coconut butter, if you can make milk, you can make butter. But making butter and water is still like a massively strange dichotomy to me. Yes, but like you're cracking open a coconut, right? And there's the meaty, fleshy part that people eat the crappy flakes from. (laughs) Yeah. I don't – I'm assuming inside is the water because people stranded on deserted islands, that's how they stay alive, by drinking that water. Yeah. You see them just like puncture a hole and be like – Yeah. And they drink the water right out. That's fine. I am not understanding where the milk is coming from. And I know that you're saying if you have milk, you can make cream. If you have milk, you can make butter. But like – they're different consistencies, all of these things. So, oh, it's processed is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, why are we calling it a nut? Why are we calling it a nut? Is it actually classified as a nut or a fruit? I think it's a nut because doesn't a new coconut tree grow from a coconut? Like if a, if you plant a coconut, you can get a cocoa tree, a coconut tree. <laughs> okay. Um. How long does it take for a strand of hair to grow all the way? Oh, that's got to be – wait, first of all, define all the way. Like the length of your hair that you have, which mine is fairly long. So I'm wondering if one baby new hair broke through and started growing from birth, how long would it take (laughs) to catch up? To be an old strand of hair. Right. And like does the other hair just like – stop or slow considerably at some point so that the baby hair can catch up or do you always have to be cutting your hair to make sure that those hairs can catch up yeah a great question um i also (laughs) wanted to say the amount of mom shaming that i experienced over our banana phone reel is really disheartening i had several complaints megan about the color of the banana that I was using (laughs) and the viewers were concerned. And I just have a question for you. Do we not all have rotten bananas in our fridge that we kept for way too long (laughs) thinking that we were going to use them to bake something? That is not just a me thing. No. It's all of you. Open your goddamn fridge right now. Rotten (laughs) banana? Yep. I probably. You think you're going to save it to make banana bread? You do. You think you're going to save it. And then on Sunday, you're going to throw it in the garbage. Mm. Okay. 
You're definitely not alone because I did recently see a meme that was literally like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you're not going to make banana bread with those bananas. (laughs) And I felt attacked too, because we all the time get too many bananas in a bushel. Are are they called bushels? A a pack? What the hell is a pack of bananas called? You have pregnancy brain. Yeah, that's a thing that's been happening for like three episodes now that I couldn't explain to anybody (laughs) because I was still keeping that on the DL, but definitely have that. Anyway, you don't go through the bananas as fast as you think. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I'm not judging you. My banana was slightly less brown than yours if you look. (laughs) So I get it. Okay. And my last one is our brains are like space and the ocean. Expansive? Unknown? Yes. We're not utilizing, we don't like, we're not even utilizing a large portion of its power. We don't know all of space. We don't even know the bottom of the real ocean, not the fake oceans we've got covered. (laughs) We're barely scratching the surface, is what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's very true. Does it bother you? It does. It bothers me and it worries you. It's it's literally awesome in a positive and in like a concerning way. Like so again, it's not new news that my dad is going through some crazy neurological stuff right now. He has a diagnosis and it's not a brand new discovery this thing, but in a lot of ways it constantly feels like that. It constantly feels like we're still learning. Like we don't know yeah what is possible and what's not possible we have seen examples of people recovering from things that they should not have been able to recover from people maintaining and just existing in conditions that they should not be able to maintain and exist in i mean like the brain is freaking incredible and we understand so so little about it and on the other side of that coin the tiniest little thing can shut the whole system down too right so it's just like it's crazy, dude. It is crazy. The brain is crazy. Yeah. Okay, your turn. You gotta respect it. Okay. Okay. I will start with there is currently a massive rift in my family, and it is over this word A C O R N S. Can you say that for me? Acorns. Acorns. Yeah. yeah that's a- how Chris says it. Acorns. Acorn. I don't. My A. Veterinarian. <laughs> veterinarian my a comes out like eh yeah like a short e yeah acorns acorns it actually sounds less like acorns and more like egg corns absolutely okay but that's normal look the squirrel's getting some acorns off the ground and chris is like i'm sorry are you saying egg corns like what is wrong with you they're acorns not egg corns so now my child is obsessed with picking them up off the sidewalk and everywhere that we go right they're her little treasures so she'll be like go to pick one up and i'm like "Ooh, that's a good acorn and he'll be like acorn not egg corn acorn and then she'll be like daddy do you want to see my egg corns and he's like oh my christ like he's he's suffering right now with the fact that i'm ruining our daughter by teaching her acorns instead of acorns what a funny word it's a subtle difference but it's totally there i know but i think when i say it it does sound more like egg corns yes thank you yeah, do you yeah. really put the emphasis on acorns no i'm not saying oh look at that acorn i'm saying oh look at that acorn thank you what yeah. you just said sounds yeah. exactly to me like what i say acorn yes All right. Well, I'm glad that this time we're on the same side. Usually (laughs) 
<laughs> we were also mostly on the same side for root too. So root yeah, and yeah, egg yeah, oils, yeah. we are on that. We got it going on tonight. This is our best episode yet because we agree on those two words. Um, okay, this one, I apologize in advance if this messes you up the way that it sometimes messes me up, but do you ever wonder if you are in a coma right now and this is all an elaborate, like subconscious, unconscious vision thing going on? Like speaking of brain, shit's just firing and you are so very much believing that you're in this world and this experience, but your body is like in a bed. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever seen, have you seen those kinds of movies or shows or anything where like it has planted that idea in your head that like, how would I know? I wouldn't fucking know. Yeah. I have thought about this a lot. Actually, when I was living in the state that you're living in at one of my jobs, I like randomly stopped frozen in a complete panic and like turned to my coworker and was like, do you ever think that your life isn't real? <laughs> and dove into this because I think about this a lot. That kind of stuff, dude, I can go down that rabbit hole for so long. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm not in any kind of coma dream type deal right now because I w- like to think that my imagination would be a little more creative than this. <laughs> it's like <laughs> my daily experience, but I don't know. Then that, but that kind of begs the question of the idea of like a simulation. That's what I was just going to say. Like you've been put into it by somebody else, sort of mm-hmm. like a matrix style thing or even mm-hmm. a Truman show type deal. Did you ever I, see that movie? Yes. This is, this is exactly, you're, we're the same person. Okay. Perfect. That makes perfect sense. So I think that could, honestly, I could talk about that for a very long time, but I'm glad that you also have wondered that. That answers my question. And my last one for the evening is going to be that on the airport on my way home, I heard one of the airport people at one of the gates announcing the impending boarding for a flight to Raleigh Durham. Oh, like hard age. Yeah. Durham. Yeah. And I was like, idiot. (laughs) But then I thought about it. And really, I have to wonder how many destinations because there are so many out there. And I am so like American and like not great at geography that I would mispronounce if that was my job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, would I just wing it like she clearly did in that moment? Or would I have to go like look up the pronunciation of whatever was on the screen behind me at whatever gate I was working at, just like drenched in sweat before I could even pick up the microphone because I was so afraid to misspeak? I could see it going either way. What do you think? Absolutely. Now I'm thinking before I ever lived in Raleigh, I don't even think I pronounced it Raleigh. No? What do you think you said? Now I can't remember because now nothing else makes sense. But it must have been something right, right, like right. rally. Hmm. Well, I can tell you for a fact, I was very confused about the pronunciation of Raleigh. For the for the record, Durham is Durham, right? Yeah. Raleigh and Durham are actually two very different cities. And the fact that they're always lumped together as Raleigh Durham is interesting. It's one of those things that when you live in the area, you're like, no, 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 they're not the same thing. Yeah. But everybody else thinks they're like one just mega city together. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. I know for a fact that I was confused about the pronunciation of Raleigh because my parents, for no apparent reason, and this is so on brand for them, completely mispronounce that word and say Raleigh. Okay. (laughs) Raleigh. We're coming to see you in Raleigh. And I'm like, "Mm, not even close. 
But when I was little, little, we took our only, our first and last ever like legit family vacation to North Carolina. And that's when my parents started saying Raleigh. I don't know if they read it off of a sign themselves and just assumed that's how it's pronounced. But for years, I thought that was how it was pronounced. And then I realized at some point, I think I dated somebody with family here and was like, oh, don't say that out loud again. It's definitely Raleigh. So I knew before I moved here. But that's my point, though, is that like... It was so easy to judge her in that moment because I know for a fact, because I live in the area, but there are lots of other ones I don't know for sure. And there's some random ass little towns and cities and places you can fly in and out of, you know? Yeah, I was looking at the Durham and I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, Massachusetts is very hammy, but they don't say ham. That's true, right? Like um, Eastham, Waltham, Dedham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't say ham. So, in fact, that's a dead giveaway that you're not from around there. Exactly. Yeah. Chatham. Love Chatham. I don't really know Chatham, but I love the Cape. Chatham is the one spot on the Cape I do know. I love Chatham too. And that's where Katie's family's from. Someday we'll have Katie on. But today we did Lindsay, and that was fun. Yeah. Katie doesn't know we have a podcast. <laughs> Katie. Are you out there? No, of course not. Text us, All right. Marco Polo, Texas, <laughs> if you get this. Hey, ho. <laughs> All right, we're done Heary, here. Heary, heary. <laughs> the queen is dead. What if the kids said that back? Stop. Would you shit? <laughs> oh, you know what? That's really in poor taste now, I realize. Oh, your little call and response mm-hmm. about the queen? Well, it doesn't matter. There are, there are queens, right? It doesn't matter. There are other queens that I could be. No, I do mean with all due respect, milady. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Idiot. Okay. Wrap it up, dude. Okay. Okay. Take us out. Thank you for listening to Not Another Momcast. You can find us on Instagram at Not Another Momcast or email us at notanothermomcast at gmail.com. However, you listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, continue to refer 100 friends. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> you, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, go. Okay, okay bye. bye. Okay, good. That was good. That was good.